Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here in the podcast studios at 509 Neal & Champaign. Marley Weirda in Milwaukee after a tough loss for the Orange and Blue. A good start to the day as they get a top 10 ranking in the country, but that will be no longer next week. (laughs) 67-66. Marquette upsets the 10th-ranked Illini on the road, the first road game of the season. We're calling it Mark It Down, the first L. Marley... A lot of turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be what's going to stick out to Illini fans after this one. 26, the most in a game since 2017. Wow. Yeah. that And it, it was very evident. I mean, there were flashes of a lot of good things in this game. You know, there were times where Illinois really looked like an elite basketball team, as Brad Underwood Thank likes you, Brad. to say. Elite. Um but then at other times, I'm like, are we at the LA Fitness at three o'clock watching pickup <laughs> basketball? Because that, <laughs> that's what it, it really was that much. And I think it was it was pretty evident to me that they were just trying to do way too much, um, especially Andre Carbello. I think he got frantic and, you know, there's been so much pressure on him this season. I think just, you know, from getting his first really career start last game and all the hype you know after last season ended heading into this season and you know maybe he felt the pressure to try and put it in his hands and and get the job done but he was just like going into the paint trying to get these like under the basket layups with you know there's these like seven foot guys I I mean it, it was just like too much and um you know it was evident that a lot of that frustration showed um with Andre with um Coleman Hawkins as well and I think just a little bit you know telling of the youth on this team you know that there are a lot of veterans and they are returning a lot of experience but two of the three starters were essentially you know underclassmen they're sophomores and then Omar Payne I mean it's his first season with the team so it's You could tell that, you know, they still have a lot of, you know, kinks to to sort through and a a lot of rust to shake off in a way. And you can definitely tell they need Kofi Coburn on the court. And this team is not nearly the same as it (laughs) will be. His lack of presence um, was certainly felt. (laughs) 100% times over. Let's get a couple of the basics out of the way here. Trent Frazier leads all scorers with 23 points. Coleman Hawkins, one of the sophomores you mentioned, with 13 and 8 rebounds as well. Andre Curbelo still uh, nearly had a double-double. 11 points, 8 rebounds for him, 3 assists. But when you put up 18 shots. but eight, <laughs> Yes, and you are 100% on that. 7 turnovers, though, a game high. Coleman Hawkins had 5 yeah. turnovers. And those 11 points, like you mentioned, came on 18 shots. And so that's tough. We'll talk about that in just a second. Jacob Grandison with 10 points as well. No other Illini in double figures. But DeMonte Williams did have 11 rebounds off the bench in 31 minutes. Played the third most minutes on the team and was not a starter. So I think that tells us a lot about what the starting lineup was and what it will be going forward is Omar Payne was going to head to the bench with Kofi Coburn coming back a week from today in Kansas City. But Marley, so much attention on Andre Carbello, and I agree with you 100%. He's trying to play hero ball, and he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. He's got too many people around him that are good players to do what he did tonight and try and take matters into his own hands. And Brad Underwood said as much after the game in his post-game press conference and saying he feels like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders without Kofi in there. 
and he tried to do too much, and it showed, and especially yeah. late, and that was the the most frustrating part, I think, for Alina Nation. He goes oh from oh for three from three, and those eighteen shots were just a lot. I don't want Andre Curbelo taking eighteen shots when you've got Trent Frazier on your team, Jacob Grandison, and Alfonso Plumber, who I thought would have been a bigger contributor to this point than he was. Only thirteen points to or thirteen minutes tonight, excuse me, for Plumber. Yeah. And uh in just two points. So he you was know, the only I want to point out too, he were the he was the only two points off the bench. Um Bossman's Redonk didn't score. Luke Goody didn't yeah, score. Demonte, Demonte Williams either. didn't score. He was the only two points um scored off the bench. The rest of um the legwork was done by the starters. And Marquette only had eight bench points either, so this game was won by the starters. But that's sure. that's a really good point. And the biggest thing that stands out to me, Marley, is just that this team needs Kofi Coburn on the court, and yes, Andre had a bad game. Alani Twitter it was just obligerent tonight, drunk. People <laughs> just like, calm down, people. It's it's one game. Oh yeah. Andre had a bad game. I, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to bounce back. Did all the hype get to his head? I don't know. Probably, but I I didn't think he's played great really all season so far. It's not like he's had the first team all American season that some people are putting him on. And anytime anyone's asked me about that, I've tried to just pump the brakes a little bit and say, look, this kid's a sophomore that had a role on a team last year. And now he takes over as the unquestioned point guard leader in a sense. And I just got to see it more. And tonight was a reason why I'm not trying to bash Andre Carbello. I think he's an incredible talent, but I just need him to get out of his own way sometimes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's a lot of that pressure, too, to replace Ayo Desumu. And maybe that is kind of getting to him a little bit, you know, maybe trying to be the next Ayo Desumu. You can't be the next Ayo Desumu. Be the next Andre Curbelo um, for this program. And, you know, I, I think that was just heightened in this game as well, especially when Illinois is heading towards a, a late game situation. You know, Illini Nation is wondering, okay, who takes this last shot, in my mind, it's Trent Frazier, obviously. Um, he's done it before for this team. But um, really, I think, you know, maybe looking – if if I, you would ask me this question, like, before today's game, I would have said, yeah, you know, maybe Andre um, takes that shot as well. Because he has been reliable and he has been a good player. But um, I think there there's that pressure as well as to replace, you know, one of the greatest to ever come through the program. And that is pressure. And and he might try and say it's different, but it's not. It's pressure. You can't tell me that that's not pressure to come in and take that scenario. But the pressure really mounted. I thought Illinois was going to run away with this game, Marley. When they were up 12 with 10-14 left on that Coleman-Hawkins three-pointer, I thought this is the moment where Illinois closes the gap, shuts the door, proves that it's the number 10 team in the country, and all is well. And... Then it just went downhill. Think about it this way. They scored eight points the final 10-14 of the game. I mean, you just you can't do that. And and maybe it was on the road. You tell me. I mean, it looked like a pretty good crowd, that it was fairly loud in there. I think that's magnified and felt more in the sense because these players and us in the media and the fans, we haven't been yeah. in those arenas. So I think it's going to feel louder here the first couple of games because in a sense, Marley, I, and I'm the same way, I've almost forgotten what it's like to to be in those I, venues like that. Do you, how much yes. do you feel like you were on the court there? How much do you feel like that yeah. played a part into Illinois' collapse there, only scoring eight points the final ten minutes? 
and they only scored one point on a free throw the final five-plus minutes. They didn't have a field goal the last wow, five-plus yeah. minutes. I mean, there were so many fouls. Like, that doesn't surprise me. Like, they took so many shots from the line. But, yeah, like you said, I, I forgot. I mean, we've had a couple games here at the State Farm Center um, that we had to experience. But a, a road game? I mean, Marquette had an incredible student section. They were so loud and so rowdy. They were saying some mean things, too, that I don't want to repeat. Like, you know, I'm all for, like, student sections having fun, but I'm like, oh, like they're mean. They were mean. Um, and, and especially, I think, for Coleman Hawkins and Andre Curbelo, yeah, they've played in the Big Ten tournament. They played in, you know, NCAA tournament games where they were fans. But I think it's totally different when you have a sellout crowd and all of them are rooting against you. And that was that was really felt because there were so many, you know, chances for Marquette to, to run away with it. And you, you felt like the momentum shift towards them a little bit just because of the crowd and, and the energy that they provided. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of missed it. <laughs> so six players, Marley, on the team for Illinois had never been in a game in Illinois like this. So you have Luke Goody, the freshman, only played one minute, but that's fine. He got into mm -hmm. the game, and the other freshman had never been there. Alfonso Plummer has played in high major games before at Utah, but never in, with Illinois. Omar Payne, the same way, coming from Florida. Jacob Grandison, you think he set out the 2019-20 season. Right. He and, and he played a D1 schedule at Holy Cross, but it, it's not Illinois in the Big Ten. Andre Curbelo and Coleman Hawkins, both sophomores who have never played a game in front of fans like this before. So I I do think that played a part into it. I think I Illinois will be better for that. Yet, in my eyes, like, it still shouldn't be an excuse for that. Yeah. And Brad Underwood has wanted this team to be, you know, a tough road team. I think that was, that was their identity last year. That was their identity the season before after getting a couple big upsets on the road. And I think to kind of stray away from that is a little disappointing, but, you know, there's still plenty of time to turn it around. Kofi getting back in the lineup will certainly help. And I mean, it, we're so early in the season, you know, I don't think we should put, you know, Illinois season just on this, this one loss. But um, I think, you know, as, as they get more comfortable and as, you know, the team just gets more comfortable working together. I mean, this is a team that's only been together for, three games at this point um as they get more comfortable i think you know things will be looking up for illinois i thought daryl more so and i still th i still think they're they're a top 10 team man i, th I think they're gonna fall out of that i'd probably put him back about 14 well or 15 I, today today oh, sure. no but i'm saying by the end of the season i think they still end up as as a top 10 team in the pro in the country yeah, I think they're going to be pretty close to that towards the end of the year. I, I do agree with that. But, no, they're, they're definitely going to drop back next week. Not another game until next Monday, and the rankings will come out next Monday. I thought Darren Morsell was a really high-impact player, 7 of 12, mm -hmm. 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. The Maryland transfer torched Illinois last year in that Maryland game, and I, I thought he really was very, very uh, impactful tonight for them as well. Justin Lewis and uh, Tyler Kolak and Kier Kuath. Uh, I mean, I just – I don't think Marquette's a great team, but I think they have some pieces that could be dangerous, and, and it proved enough tonight. And maybe the biggest thing to me, Marley, is just the fact that Illinois out-rebounded Marquette by 20 without Kofi Coburn. <laughs> like, that's, that's incredible <laughs> yes. to me. You out-rebounded yeah. team by 20. And credit to DeMonte Williams for that. Yeah. Like, he was diving for balls. He was he was a great rebounder tonight. Um, 
you could tell he was working hard. <laughs> I love it. And he knew his role off the bench to come in and, and get those rebounds and doesn't score and probably doesn't care that he didn't score. That was vintage 2019, 2020 DeMonte Williams. There. This is, yeah, this is the, the MO for him. This is the, the blueprint for DeMonte Williams is rebound, but you know, don't score anything or maybe like one, three right? Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. call, it, call it a day. <laughs> but Brad Underwood has to love the fact that you're plus 20 on the boards and offensive rebounds as well, uh, you get 12 more than Marquette, and yet you still lose because you turn the ball over 26 times, which is so got to be so frustrating for him because it's controllable. That's something that can be widely controlled by Illinois and just taking better care of the ball. And and Marquette scores 28 points off turnovers, and and what a huge difference that is in the game. Illinois only had nine points off of uh, Marquette's nine turnovers. So to me, yeah. that's the difference. And Illinois just got to get Kofi back. If, if Kofi's in the game tonight, Illinois doesn't lose. And, and that's the unfortunate part about the suspension, but it is what it is. And Illinois has got to try and rebound and, and learn from this. And, and that's what Brad said after the game, Marley, was that there's a lot of learning lessons out there stating the obvious, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's good that there is, a loss. Maybe there's more learning lessons that come when you lose than than when you win. Um, but yeah, I think this team needs to learn how to how to play even without Kofi. I mean, you never know like when injuries are going to happen. I mean, it could be Kofi, it could be Trey, it could be Coleman Hawkins that goes down to the, with an injury. You know, you can't rely on one player to to bring you through it every time. I mean, Illinois proved that they could you know, win big games without IO. Of course they did have Kofi, but um, I think, you know, it, it shouldn't be too, too much on him um, to get Illinois, you know, wins in these games. But like you said, Brad, I think if, if he was here tonight, um, they would have won. So what, what this team would have been if he didn't come back for another season. Yes. And I think that's that? a, a big thing that <laughs> Illinois fans are going to be feeling a week from tonight for as um, maybe upset and mad as they are tonight next week when Illinois is in Kansas City and Kofi Coburn returns to the court when they take on Cincinnati and, and we'll see what happens the next day after that, whether it's Kansas State or Arkansas. I think it's going to be a big change in feelings tonight. So uh, it's going to be okay, Atlanta Nation. This team is going to be just fine dropping one or two or three or four games in the non-conference because it's, it's a tough schedule. I saw Missouri lost tonight as well in a, in a bye game, which wasn't ideal. But, you know, you still got Arizona, you still got Notre Dame, you still got Cincinnati, and you still got, you know, potentially mm-hmm. Arkansas in there as well, or Kansas State and and Missouri. So, you know, they, they proved it last year when they were 9-5, and five, Marley, after losing that Ohio State game and then turned it on in January. It's okay. These yeah. things happen. Um, and, and I think this team is going to continue to improve. And I think there is going to be some sort of learning curve with Kofi back on the court. You know, I think mm-hmm. with Kofi in there and Andre getting that confidence with Kofi in there, I think I would certainly hope he learns that he doesn't have to be a hero, that he doesn't have to, to do everything for this team and that he's got plenty yeah. of pieces. He's a, he was a hero when he wasn't trying to be a hero. Yeah, exactly. He was just him, you know, and I felt like mm-hmm. it was very forced tonight in that sense. I agree. So Marley, any extra, final thoughts from Milwaukee? As the kids say. Extra. Um, kids extra. No, it was um, it was a really cool arena. Um, also home to the Milwaukee Bucks. It was just kind of cool to, um, you know, be in an arena like oh, an NBA 
champion was, you know, crowned in, in this arena. Um, I think there were a couple of the players, actually. I got a couple shots of them um, sitting courtside. Uh, you could tell by, by their outfits and their jewelry that they were important people sitting <laughs> courtside uh, at this basketball game. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and, and look and see who they were, but um, they definitely looked like some, some VIPs um, and certainly were tall, looked the part. So maybe a couple bucks came to hang out and, and watch the game. Extra in a different way courtside extra yeah sitting courtside they're bling they were they didn't stop eating though i every time i looked over they had like another tray of, of chicken fingers or something i'm like man you guys are like putting it away okay <laughs> they yeah. ate the entire game like they n- not once was there not a piece of food in their mouth they Love were just it. snacking the whole time <laughs> Loved it good stuff yeah all right Weirda, safe travels back. Thank you. Mark it down. Illinois falls to 2-1. and one. Marquette 3-0. and oh. Illinois is going to have a better record than Marquette at the end of the season. Hot take? I don't think a very hot take. No, I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't do hot takes. A, a very normal take, I would yeah, there, say. There you go. All like right. a, a lukewarm take. <laughs> a <laughs> room got, temperature yeah, take. Room, room take. <laughs> We've got all sorts of coverage on our website. You can watch Marley's postgame report there, WCIA.com slash sports. Brad Underwood's full postgame press conference highlights there as well. We got the gambit of coverage on our website. Illinois back in action next Monday in Kansas City at the Hall of Fame Classic, taking on Cincinnati. For Marley Weirda, I'm Brett Behrens. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast.